0: Now, with thanks to Bright Ideas Lighting Talbot Avenue at Lone your destination for LED bulbs bespoke lighting for vaulted ceilings and kitchen lighting (laughs) brightideas.ie with Christmas arriving in 26 days I'm doing DIY myself on Santa's sleigh I'm in need of a hammer and a couple of spanners I see there's a pair of them in studio today hello Will Faulkner and Brian (laughs) Cloonan
1: Are you allowed to fire an elf before Christmas? Definitely, definitely not. And especially such a nice elf. Yes. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Any gossip? Scandal? It's all about you, so I can't really I, I remember the last time you legally I, I'm not allowed to repeat all the bad stuff I hear about you. Ah. Uh, I mean court was, today, Ever as since you that, that injunction I can see that. He he actually looks dressed up and clean and no, I was gonna say unshaven, but he shaved yesterday in fairness. My wife reported me, you
0: see. <laughs> For Well, she heard something about far right and got confused with always right. (laughs) Shall we get down to beeswax? Go on, then. Brian is here to do DIY from now until 11.00. 83 10 103 I, on texted on WhatsApp for your question. Yes, I, you want to, to wrap it on there for a
1: minute. No, no, no. I just heard you say on the way in, I'm going to do Christmas DIY. And I was saying, oh, am I doing Christmas <laughs> DIY? But anyway, just before I left the shop, there was a customer getting a set of lights to put on the outside of the house. And he does it every year. But So I, what I told him to do and he was delighted with is that you know the way you normally f- sets the lights going in the outside of the house and people get either sticky tags or little hammer and nails and they hammer the whole way along. So the better thing to do is just put... So let's say you're running the full width of the house. Mm-hmm. You just uh, put a screw eye. So that's a screw with a little hook on the end of it. And like a cup hook, if you like, but it's closed. And you put that either end of the um, the house. So up high, just either end. And then you run a line, like a clothesline, like a builder's line, like a piece of string. And you run that the full length of the house. Because the screw eyes are screwed into either the wall or the fascia, they're good and strong. You're running a straight line and then you cable tie your lights to the line. So very strong, invisible for the rest of the year. So the beauty is the two screw eyes can be left up for the whole year. No one will ever see them. But instead of going up and tacking and tacking and tacking the whole way along, you're just cable tying to this line. So a little bit of work this year, but not really any less work this year, but even less work next year because the line will be there. It's very, very straightforward to do in the future. Have you ever heard of somebody putting up the lights and then just
0: deciding rather than bringing them down, they would just push them into the drain? What? Yep. Yeah. No. You didn't, did you? I most certainly didn't. <laughs> because that would imply that I put them up to the In the first place, yes. yeah, exactly.
1: That's true, actually. I'd forgotten that.
0: First question. Good morning, Brian. I have black staining on my two front door steps, which I have scrubbed off,
1: but it keeps coming back. Any idea what it is and how to remove for good? <sighs> Basically, it's a mould. So what I would suggest, well, you have to be a little bit careful here. Normally, what it suggests is, that you use uh, a path and patio cleaner and uh, follow the instructions, which is basically put it on, leave it on for about half an hour to an hour, then scrub it and then hose it off. The problem, and that's fine, it'll be clean, it'll do a great job. The, the question in how to keep it clean the problem here, we would normally say if that was a patio, if that was a concrete path, if that was anything like that, what we'd be saying is put on a clear sealer, like water sealer, path and patio sealer, which would be brilliant. It will keep, it will keep the, the step clean. The problem is that if this step, which it would indicate it does, if it's always getting black, if it gets wet, if you seal concrete like that, it's fine on a path, but on a step... because it's obviously a little bit higher, Mm -hmm. if you seal it and then if water hits it and then freezes, because it stays clean because it's no longer, when you seal it with water seal or path patio seal or any of these things, if you think of it like putting a varnish on a wooden floor. So now if water hits it, instead of soaking into the concrete, it it sits on the surface. Mm. Well, it runs off if there's a slope but it sits on the surface. And the problem is, you may have noticed, we live in Ireland, and w- rain can be very rapidly followed by frost. So if you get rain sitting on a step and then freezing... You get ice on a step. You get ice on a step. And ice on a footpath You get a trip to dangerous. hospital, yeah. Exactly. Ice on a step is dangerous. Sorry, ice on a footpath is dangerous. Ice on a step is really dangerous. So we don't normally really recommend seeding the step. So I think the unfortunate answer is just keep your path and patio handy. You'll do it in a few minutes, 10, 15 minutes, put it on, scrub it off. I think it's better to err on the side of caution and not seal it if it's a step that's going to get wet. Next
0: caller wants to get rid of bats in the attic. Now, they're mindful. They're a protected species. We tried leaving the lights on, but they're still flying around. Yeah. So that you've got a racket situation.
1: and They don't really make a lot of noise. They don't really... Maybe they they're only, being unfairly blamed. It could be mice. They, yeah, they don't... Well, sorry, I would have said until recently that they don't create a, a dart problem the way, the way birds would. But we had a discussion lately on the phone with a lady who said that if she... It must be a particular variety of bat there's a smell in her attic and she couldn't work out what it was and it eventually turns out to be rat... Sorry, bat urine. And she says it's horrific. And she says the other problem is it it generates mould, a particular mould spore, which is very dangerous for your lungs. So I... I didn't know this I I haven't had a chance to look it up since Um, OK so so just just qualify that (laughs) this is based on the lady on the phone declaring it this is the extensive research that I have done which is talk to a lady on the phone and nothing since because I've been just too busy
0: and they say social media is full of
1: misinformation (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) so can local radio be? Look if if you look at them if you look at the bats at this they, if they're rearing young you don't want to disturb them that's just it if they're going to about to go into hibernation what you'd hope to do is that they go into hibernation somewhere else so at this time of the year my understanding is that most varieties are about to go into hibernation so what you do is you look up at where they're flying in and out if you look in in uh, just before it gets dark if you walk around the house and look up you will see where they're leaving the house, leaving the attic. And if you hang a piece of material over that opening, so a towel, just hang a towel down over the opening and you, you suspend the towel about a foot above the opening and what happens is when the bats fly out through the hole, they encounter the towel. The towel is in the way, but they're able to slither down the wall between the towel mm. and the wall and fly away. But, of course, in the same principle as the lobster trap in reverse, in the, the, be, they are able to slither down the wall, but they can't slither up the wall between the towel, so they won't go back in. But you only want to do that now at this time of the year when they're not actually uh, breeding. And that's compliant with them being
0: a protected species. species. Okay. 083 Text and WhatsApp your query. Powered by Lamb Brothers Toyota in Tullamore. Well, we had a dry lining job done in one of our bedrooms two weeks ago and the plaster seems to be dry. It was a very dark grey. Now it's a very light grey. How long do we have to wait before we paint it? And can we place the usual paint on it? Maybe two coats together. What's your
1: advice? So, you speed up the the process by two things, heat and ventilation. So, what you're doing is you're turning on as much heat in the room as you can and then you're open the windows to let the moisture out. Um and if you do that a number of times or hire a dehumidifier. Now If you're in doubt, lots of people have, it sounds to me as as though it's sufficiently dried out to go ahead and paint. But if you're in doubt, lots of people have, lots of tradesmen have moisture meters. And that's just a thing that you put up to the wall and it gives you a moisture reading. Um, How do you paint it? You just use an ordinary emulsion paint. I would say if it's a big area, just get a good quality white emulsion and give it two or three coats of white emulsion and then paint it in the normal way. White emulsion being a fraction of the price of a coloured emulsion. The, The really important thing is that you thin out the first coat of paint. You don't want the first coat of paint to be at its normal thickness, viscosity. You know, you want that it just penetrates into the plaster. And therefore, the next coat, when it goes onto it, will grip much, much better. That's the, only, that's the only thing you need to do. You don't need a primer. You don't need anything else. Just make sure you thin out the first coat of paint.
0: Mr. Fix-It on Midlands today with
1: Bright Ideas Lighting, Talbot Avenue Athlone. With a large selection of reading lamps, plus more included in our November in-store event, brightideas.ie.
0: Warren Condon says the Christmas season has started, so it's a good time for people to check all the lights and electrical items being turned on and to get rid of anything faulty by good quality lights. They may cost more, but they
1: could save your house from burning down. Always yeah, a good thing. You know the way, by the way, putting up the Christmas lights is... Much more difficult in terms of the physicality of it, because taking ever you you've to to be careful, you've to line everything up. But taking everything down afterwards does not require the same amount of work. Um, I had a listener, we had a listener on on there a few minutes ago who said that she climbed the ladder and she put up all the outside lights in the front of the house, but asked her husband to take it down because you know it's a big effort climbing up and down the ladder. And three years later. Mrs. Faulkner is still waiting for those lights to be taken down oh sorry I mean mean an anonymous listener yeah 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 yeah. right revenge shall be sweet it's her birthday tomorrow oh happy birthday Alex she was going to get a present notice the past tense on that well knowing it's coming from Scrooge I'd say it wasn't going to be too much in the Ah, first place
0: stop it stop it Right. um, There was a listener who was asking if the economics of Calgon and such equivalents make sense. Do you have a position when it comes to your washing machine? Do they really live longer? Well,
1: I think in terms of the machine, um, it would be probably cheaper. In fact, it would definitely be cheaper just to descale your machine every now and again. But I think the other thing about the Calgon is that it also softens the clothes, that if you have very hard water the clothes themselves will be a bit softer. It's probably kinder to the clothes long term. Um, but certainly in terms of what it costs to descale your machine and to use the likes of Calgon, it, it, uh, it probably doesn't make economic sense. In fact, it would probably make more economic sense to just buy a water softener because uh, that means that every appliance in the house then will benefit from the water softener at source. Every, all the water coming into the house would, would be softened at source. Here's another
0: helpful hint from a listener who says they're a former service engineer for Hotpoint. And it's not so much the Calgon that helps the machine live longer. It's not overloading them. Yes. Overloading kills them. So instead of stuffing a machine with clothes, it's better to half fill the washing machine and do a second load afterwards. Yeah always wait 20 minutes to a half an hour before doing the second as the drum motor needs to cool down from the previous wash. There's one I didn't know, right? Right. And make sure you check pockets for coins and screws. You know, those things that can just get caught up and cause trouble. Now, Mm. next listener says, yes, dishwasher tablets apparently are good for cleaning the washing machine. I'm not sure I haven't tried that. Um, back to uh, the listener who had the uh, plaster, they want two for the price of one with their text. So the next question is how to remove a white stain from a cup that has been placed on a mahogany
1: over mantle. Oh yeah, it's not from the cup though. It's, it's how to remove fra- the white stain from the mahogany over mantle. Yeah, okay, I get it. I thought from it how to remove a white stain from a cup. You see, you paused paused at that point. You need to just read these and, you know, it's radio. People need to understand what the question is. So what you do is you get some mahogany wood dye. Don't throw things at me. You get some mahogany wood dye and uh, just a little bit of steel wool and rub it into the stain. That's it. Now, ideally, mahogany wood dye and a little bit of oil. So you could actually even use olive oil, I would imagine. But normally it's linseed oil, teak oil. Um, any of those wood oils and a bit of mahogany uh, wood dye, mix it together, rub it in, and it will become, you know, 90% invisible at that stage. You might still see a faint outline, but it will be vastly improved on what it is now. I used to cook with gas, but I now have
0: an electric hob, says Caroline in Burr. What is the best way to clean the black from the saucepans, the black on the outside?
1: Oh, yeah, just four zero steel wool and uh, any of these slightly abrasive cleaners. So the best of them would be Barkeeper's Friend or Peak, but even the likes of Sif or um, anything that's a little bit abrasive combined with the steel wool will will leave them as good as new. Um, Don't use the steel wool on the polished sides. So the bottom will not be polished. The sides could be polished. If you only do the sides of it, you'll have to use a soft cotton cloth and your, your barkeeper's friend, your peak, your chic, your sif, whatever you want to use. But the other thing to remember is if you soak those, if you soak them in, so put them into a, somewhere warm, or hot water, it just, when they're hot, warm, it'll be much easier to take off the black than doing it cold. Jackie, has two texts, one to warn you
0: there's a new scam doing the rounds, allegedly from mygov.ie, but it's not. And it says you will be eligible for your electricity discount under the energy support scheme if you oh, enter wow. all your details.
1: Yeah, you can see people getting caught with mm. that.
0: Wow, that's awful. to so many. Her and question the, mm. for you, DIY man, why are my ceilings upstairs turning black in
1: places, yet downstairs there's no problem? So insulation is the problem. It's 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 a pro- there are cold patches. Uh, there's a little bit of insulation missing in the attic. The attic insulation might be finding hard to get into the corners, so that they are now cold patches. And cold patches in Ireland become uh, they get condensation, and once they get condensation, uh, it just forms mold. And once the mold starts to grow, it continues to grow and grow. So. People will be dealing with mould in a month's time or six weeks time that has never been there before, that has started from this cold weather. And the number of times we get questions in both on air and uh, in the shop itself where we have people in and they say, "I've, I've black spots on the ceiling or on the wall within the house 10 years. We never had a problem. And I wouldn't mind. I got the walls pumped last year yeah, or I got yeah. new windows last year. So once you improve your, your insulation or your heat loss, once you improve that in one spot, it can create a problem in another spot because proportionately now that cold patch on the wall or on the ceiling is much colder because the warm, the warm air in the house is warmer and now you end up where you get a little bit of condensation forming but once it starts... It doesn't matter. We, you might remember me mentioning in the winter of 2010, that cold, cold spell that went on, people got mould growth that never had it in their house and it was just because the cold crept and crept and crept and went to places that it never went before. Quick one. What's the name of the product for mildew on inner walls that you mentioned? Well, it's a fungicidal solution. There's lots of different brands out there. The one that I would recommend is the one made by Santrax. S-A-N-T-R-A-X. There's no D in it. No, Santrax. Just because it's completely odorless and uh, colorless and you use it twice. You use it once to kill it and then you, you reapply it a second time to leave a clear film behind that acts as a barrier to stop it coming back in the future.
0: Amy vouches for Calgon, says her last machine was 14 years on the go. Very good. And she used Calgon all the time. Our next listener says they have a hole
1: in the bedroom wall and they're wondering how would they fix it? Well, I suppose the first question is, what did you get up to in the bedroom that caused a hole in the wall? Mm-hmm. And who is spying on you in the bedroom? (laughs) And where do you live? Well, I wonder why is it a problem. Maybe it's a problem. Maybe it's a hollow partition. So, obviously, in a normal situation, you just go and get a tub of filler and fill the hole. Um, If it's a very big hole, you may need to pack it first. So, the old-fashioned way, years and years and years ago, was to make paper mache, to get some wallpaper paste and newspaper, and pack it into the hole first. And that would be, if it's a hollow partition, to stop the filler from falling down. So, you'd put in this, this warm water, hot water, wallpaper, paste and newspaper, make it into a paper mache, pack it into the wall, leave it dry for a few days. And now you have a solid surface that you can put your filler onto in the first place. Now, you could also use two pack filler that won't fall out, but it shouldn't be necessary in a case like this. Marie in Mullingar has the
0: next question. And it concerns the bedroom.
1: Mr. Fix-It on Midlands 183. With Bright Ideas Lighting, Talbot Avenue Athlone. Official stockists of Laura Ashley Lighting and Mirrors. See our dedicated Laura Ashley Boutique in store. brightideas.ie
0: Idel, from the Glen of Aherlow, in County Tipperary, asks, would you know how to get rid of diesel from trousers?
1: (laughs) Um. It shouldn't stain it that much, I would have thought. But anyway, rubbing... Well, I, I would always say what normally works in, in... Well, if it's presuming the washable, if they can go in the washing machine, just get the... I always use... We always use liquid tabs at home rather than powder because actually we find the liquid tabs is much kinder on both the machine and the pipework as opposed to powder. Um, But just cut open one of the liquid tabs or get the washing liquid and rub it right into it. Now, I mean... Massage it into the stain and leave it for about half an hour, and then put it through in the hottest wash. Otherwise, there are things like Crud Cutter, which are um, grease and oil dispersants, but they can also be used on fabric. And uh, if you, if you, if for some reason you're finding that's the the other doesn't work, that will work. That's presuming you can wash it. Mm. If you can't wash it, you'll have to just give it into the dry cleaners and always point it out to them. Don't just hand in a suit or hand in a trousers to be dry cleaned. Hand it in and say, on the leg, on this, there is this particular stain. And if you tell them what it is, they will be able to deal with it, no problem. Adele also has a top tip. Do not pour
0: Washing up liquid into your washing machine to clean it. Oh, no. I tried that. Oh, no. And ended up with lots of suds, which I had to mop
1: for days. Yeah, they, they it goes. It's incredible. It's—it's. It's, I remember someone doing it in a student's house as a joke. They poured a bottle of washing up liquid into the washing machine, into the drum. So it's not seen. Mm-hmm. You can't see it. You put on a wash and it starts foaming out, out of the drawer up on top. It actually comes out around the door, even though the door is sealed. It somehow comes out around the door as well. And it goes on for days and days. Just on
0: Calgon, a caller says you can use own brand products as an alternative. So, for instance, Calgon, 15 euro for 45 tablets, German discount brand, 7 euro. So there are options Marie in Mullingar has black stains, so mould in a corner of the bathroom and a corner of the bedroom. Same
1: advice as for our earlier yeah, caller? Very same. So if you're using the Santrax one, it's a five to one mix. You either brush it on or sponge it on Leave it to work for 24 hours. Now the mould is dead. Now you can safely wash it off. Always treat a bigger area than the visible area because the spores have gone up much further than you can actually see with the naked eye. So treat a bigger area. Wash it all off after 24 hours and then reapply it to stop it coming back. If, if you feel you need to do repainting, if it's very bad, you shouldn't really, unless it's very bad, you, you probably won't need to repaint. But if you feel you need to repaint, wait until after you've repainted and then you want, you want the anti, you want the, the, the stuff that you leave behind, you want that to be on the surface. So do your painting and then reapply a three to one mix, not a five to one mix, a stronger three or two to one mix to prevent it. John O'John my fellow cynical
0: friend. He says, in relation to the washing machine, just make sure you follow the advice on the TV as well about using renewable energy. That'll help it last longer. So look out the window, ask yourself if it's windy. That's the right time to turn on the washing machine. Thanks, John. Keith in Tyrrell's Pass has noticed cracks forming in his ceiling. He's wondering why and what to do. OK,
1: hopefully it's nothing too sinister, but, not too um, many earthquakes in Tyrol's Pass. No, probably not. So is there has there been activity up in the attic? Have you put a lot of stuff up there? Have the work going on up there? Hopefully it's nothing too serious. So what I would do is I would fill it with a two-pack filler. And a uh, two-pack filler is a car body filler. You can get it in your motor factories. You can get it in your paint or hardware shops and uh, apply it, leave it to set paint over it, and then just keep an eye. If you find it's, it's continuing to happen, you may end up getting someone like a structural engineer to come in and look at it and see, is there a problem? Hopefully not. And hopefully not, exactly. Now, our next question. We have just
0: moved into rented accommodation. It has a pellet stove, which in fairness, throws out great heat. And I'm wondering, will an ordinary vacuum cleaner clean out these ashes. They seem to be very fine. Uh, It's just dust, really. So I don't think it will harm it. Am I right or am I wrong?
1: No, I think you're right. Well, I I definitely, you should probably, you don't need a particularly good one, a cheap and cheerful um, ash vac, a a generic term for an ash ash vacuum cleaner will do. But that dust is so fine, it does tend to destroy uh, your vacuum cleaner. Um, all all ash dust is so fine it tends to destroy your, your vacuum cleaner so um, get an ash vac and just use it for that one little tip with an ash vac uh, and particularly for this for an ash vac for a pellet stove it is a very fine dust there's not a lot of it it must be said um, but because you 're not using it because an ash because your the ash for a pellet stove is such a small amount, it probably doesn't need to be cleaned out every day or uh, you know maybe even once a week is enough. you tend to feel it's you tend to put away the ash vac in the shed outside because you 're only using it once a week and it's not a very attractive looking thing don't keep your ash vac in the shed if if it's kept in the shed and the filter gets damp, all the dust will stick to it, and you'll end up destroying your ash vac because it's such a fine dust if the if the filter gets covered in this very fine if it if a damp filter gets covered in the dust you have to it'll burn out the motor thanks brian back next wednesday 20 past 10 great thanks Will.